Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This is episode 23, Changemaker. Be a changemaker, not a change loser. Catherine Viner became the first female editor-in-chief of The Guardian in 2015. The paper was then suffering heavy losses. Her closest rival for the position, Janine Gibson, started as the favourite for the much sought-after job. She was also the preferred candidate of the current retiring editor. So why did Viner win? Of the many explanations, one of the most convincing is a view by a much-seasoned commentator that Viner is a more charming, more inclusive and less threatening figure than Gibson. Whether this was true, Viner got the job. She turned the situation around by finding new ways to fund the company. And eventually, about 1 million readers from 180 countries contributed through voluntary donations, subscriptions and membership. Catherine also helped generate over a billion online page reviews and a profit of £800,000. The previous losses were nearly £20 million. More than half of the company's turnover now comes from online business and The Guardian is now financially sustainable for the foreseeable future. Catherine proved to be a great editor-in-chief and a visionary who changed the track of The Guardian. Viner demonstrated the needed characteristics of successful change-makers. For example, she realised that even with a brilliant idea, she could not change the situation alone. Instead, she sought collaboration with her readers, and they responded. Change-makers like Catherine Viner ask more questions, offer more solutions, and take the time to build relationships that help cultivate change. Now let's relate Viner's story to your situation at work. Every workplace needs one or more change-makers. They're the ones who, like Viner, make innovations happen. They also tend to have a vision for how things should be. If you don't have an idea, you can still be a change-maker. You can do this by supporting others who seem bent on bringing positive change. In the world of work, change is ongoing. Your success will depend on promoting and supporting change rather than becoming its victim. When it comes to being a change-maker at work, then, people tend to have three main questions. How can I be a change-maker at work? How do I persuade people who disagree with me as a change-maker? What if I suggest some change and I get humiliated or rejected by those on the receiving end? So how can you be a change-maker at work? Start by avoiding being a change-loser. That's someone who no longer adapts, who dismisses other people's dreams of successful change, making them feel demotivated or uninspired. When you act as a change-maker, you accept that change is inevitable, so it makes sense to prepare for it. For example, keep an open mind and welcome change as necessary for growth. Let's review what you can do in practical terms to show you're a change-maker. Keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone by setting new personal goals. Focus on the positives of change. See opportunities rather than the negatives. Focus on what you have control over and practice mindfulness. Learn to speak up and voice your change concerns. Make change work for you. You'll find it easier to handle when you have a good attitude towards it. Imagine the worst that can happen. Your fear 
is likely to be much worse than reality. Change-minded employees are curious and adaptable to what's happening around them. For example, you'll ask questions no one else is asking. Rather than accepting, this is the way we've always done it, you demand why. Changemakers also walk the talk. You uphold the organization's values and reflect them in everything you do. Finally, trying to influence change entirely on your own rarely succeeds. Instead, like Viner, be collaborative and draw in everyone who can help you make the change happen. How do I persuade people who disagree with me as a change maker? Well, avoid taking these people head on. For example, seek common ground, however small or narrow that turns out to be. Search for points of agreement, not disagreement. You'll persuade people by interacting with them, not bombarding them with reports, statistics, or lengthy arguments for doing something. In the power of engagement, what persuades is the human voice. The final question that people worry about is, what if I suggest some change and I get humiliated or rejected by those on the receiving end? Change makers are willing to risk failure. They also build a robust case for the change they seek. A series of ideas to which you feel emotionally attached are seldom enough to make anything happen. In presenting your change ideas, start from the position of humility. Accept that you might be wrong and demonstrate that you're open to hearing alternative views. So what action am I proposing? Well, first, commit to supporting rather than blindly opposing change. The more responsibility you take at work, the more you'll be seen as effective. And thirdly, decide what kind of reaction to changes you will adopt and why. And my takeaway from all of this? Nobody entirely controls changes at work, not even the most senior employee. Instead, responding to change in a positive, supportive way can contribute to your success at work. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Now there's a new book and an audio version called you guessed it, 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. Buy it at Amazon or the 50ways.site. Unmissable. Thanks for listening and bye for now until next week.